Well, good morning, everyone. It's great to greet you again, and I hope you've had a, a good week and that you've been able to keep safe and well. Last weekend, uh, Joyce Meyer, we heard, we heard from Joyce Meyer, which was great, and she was talking to us about the fact that God is greater than our biggest mistake, and he loves us enough not to leave us in our sin. She did refer to the story of Nathan, and uh, then she said, like, I can't go into that now. So I was glad about that because actually I'm going to talk about it this week. And uh, it's such an amazing story and one that will help us to realize how much God does not like to leave us in, in that place of brokenness. He wants to rescue us because he loves us. So the reading today is taken from 2 Samuel chapter 12, and so I'm going to begin at verse 1. The Lord sent Nathan to David. See, right from the beginning, we see here that God is acting to try and reach David and draw him back into his presence, into relationship with him, and he does the same for us. So as I read this story, think about how God wants to to act the same way towards us as he did toward David. When Nathan came to him, he said, There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb he had bought. He raised it, and it grew up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveller came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveller who had come to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah and if all this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now therefore the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. David finds himself in a broken place And it's his sin that has caused this. And when we find ourselves in broken places, it's the same for us. It's because of our sin. But God never wants to leave us there. And he sent Nathan to David to help him realise the cause of of his brokenness. It was David's sin. Now, we find a record of David's prayer in response to uh, God speaking to him. We find the, the record of this in Psalm 51, and this is the passage to which I want to refer today. In response to his admission of his sin, David prays this prayer. I'm not going to read all the verses, but the selected verses from Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. 
Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions. My sin is constantly before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done that which is evil in your sight. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Don't throw me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. I particularly want to look at that verse, verse 10. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. You see, a whole heart is a clean heart. David knew that he had messed up. He knew he'd made a bad mistake, many bad mistakes actually, and that he had sin in his life. And it's that sin that was making him unclean and he needed God to cleanse him. You know, we pay a lot of attention to making things clean, physically I mean. Think about it. We make sure that our houses are clean. We go out and we clean our cars and we wash our clothes, make sure they're clean. We, we make sure our bodies are clean daily. But all of those things, they're only temporary. What is eternal is our hearts, our spirits. So how much attention do we give to making sure our hearts and our spirits are clean? and kept clean. Now we know how dirt can spoil things and eventually cause things to break down. I mean, if you get dirt in your engine, your car will stop. And our hearts are no different. The dirt is sin and sin causes our brokenness. The answer, pretty simple, cleansing. David prayed, create in me a clean heart. He knew the only way that his heart could be whole again would be for his heart to be clean, and only God could do that. Nathan brought David's sin to his attention, and David immediately owned it, and he asked for forgiveness. He didn't try and blame anyone else. He didn't try and point the finger. He owned his sin, and he asked for forgiveness. And the other important point to notice here is that for David to ask God to forgive him of his sin and to make him clean, he actually had to believe not only that God could do that, not only could God forgive, but that he would forgive his sin. And you see in the beginning of that psalm, he prayed and, and to God and he said, you're a merciful God a God of loving kindness, full of grace. And so he knew as he prayed that prayer, he was praying it to God who loved him. And so he knew that God not only could do it, but that he would forgive him. So why do our hearts remain broken? I think there are three reasons. Because sin remains in our hearts, that's why our hearts remain broken. And the three reasons that happens is because maybe first we don't recognize our sin. And so we don't ask for forgiveness. Or secondly, it could be that actually we don't want to give up our sin and and so we don't ask for forgiveness. Or thirdly, and this often happens, is that we don't believe God will actually forgive us because our sin is too bad and we think that God couldn't forgive that. But, you know, 1 John 1.9 tells us that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin, all of it any of it. 
and to cleanse us, to make us clean, to make us whole from all our wrongdoing, from all our unrighteousness. So we pray that prayer and we've been made clean. How do we stay clean? Well, the psalmist tells us that too in Psalm 119 verses 9 to 11. How can a young person stay pure? Now, this is not just for a young person, it's for any of us. By obeying your word. I've tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You see, if I want to stay clean, if I want to stay whole, then firstly, I need to read the word of God and obey it. I need to do what God says in his word. But did you notice that the psalmist said, not just read it and obey, but he said, hide it. Hide it in my heart. Now, why do we hide things? We hide things because we don't want them to be taken from us. We don't want them to be stolen. We hide things because we want to keep them safe. And what God is saying here to us and what David is praying is that you need to hide God's word in your heart. What you need to do is you make sure it's kept in a place where it cannot be taken from you, where, where it's safe. And how we hide the word of God is not just read it superficially, but we actually get to know it, read it over and over, or even memorize it. When we memorize it, it's there in our hearts, ready to be recalled in any situation. And that helps us to stay clean, to stay doing the things that God wants us to do. Because the word's hidden there, it is safe. It cannot be taken from you. We've heard many stories of, um, of people in countries where they've been arrested and everything's taken away from them and they have nothing. But what the, the people who take them, that martyr them, that hurt them, they cannot take the word of God from them because it's hidden in their hearts and they know it and they know the truth of it and they recall it and that enables them to stay true to God. So a whole heart is a clean heart. A whole heart also has the right spirit. David prayed, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Our heart is not going to be whole if we don't have the right spirit. If our heart's controlled by a spirit of greed or a spirit of jealousy, a spirit of self seeking or self righteousness or of pride, then you know what? our hearts are going to be broken. If we have critical spirits or judgmentalism, then our hearts will be broken because those things will control us. But if we want our hearts to be made whole, we need our spirit to be made new. And that's why David prays, renew a right spirit within me. Now, what is this right spirit? It's very simple. The right spirit is the Holy Spirit. This renewal work is God's work. We cannot do this. We can try and change our attitude. We can try and have a better spirit in, you know, because we want to be better people. But the only way that we can have the right spirit is for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Holy Spirit, with God himself. You know, see, when I have the right spirit, the Holy Spirit, then he strengthens me to face the temptations that I come up against. And he sustains me in the battle so that I can think clearly and wisely. A right spirit, the Holy Spirit, is the only way that we can have a whole heart. 
Now, a great example of this is Daniel. In the Old Testament, we read about him. He was a great man. He lived an incredible life that was marked with success and favour at every turn. And the Bible explains to us why this was possible. In Daniel chapter 6, verse 3, it says, Daniel was preferred above presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Now, I was reading an interesting commentary on this passage by John Corson. Listen. Darius, he was the king. King Darius realized there was an excellent spirit within Daniel. What was this excellent spirit? The spirit of God. Daniel interpreted dreams, he prayed with effectiveness, he understood visions, he moved in prophecy, he experienced the miraculous. In other words, he was a man who was filled with the Spirit of God. That's what made him so successful all the days of his life. Now, how did Daniel maintain this excellent spirit, the Spirit of God within him? He did it by consistent prayer by praying to God, by talking to him, by having communication with God every day, many times throughout the day. And as he did this, he was able to then hand the Spirit of God the controls of his life. He didn't compromise, even in the face of danger. He was thrown into a pit of lions. He did not compromise because he had this excellent spirit, the Spirit of God within him. Now, if we want our hearts to be made whole, if we want to be strong and we don't want to compromise, we want to, be, to have that excellent spirit, we have to have the Holy Spirit within us. And we need to give him full access to our heart. We, we shouldn't limit him in any way. So we pray that prayer, create in me a clean heart and renew that right spirit, the Holy Spirit within me. And then he goes on to pray, finally, restore to me the joy of your salvation. You see, a whole heart is a heart full of joy. Now, Superman is more powerful than a locomotive. He can leap tall buildings with a single bound. He's faster than a speeding bullet and can fly, except when there is kryptonite around. Then he's powerless to do any of these things. Now, David lost joy because of the sin in his life, and I believe that sin is the kryptonite of joy. Sin makes us powerless and joyless. It stops us from enjoying our relationship with God. But when God restores our relationship with him through the power of the Holy Spirit, then that joy returns. Now, I'm not talking about merely being happy but about a special joy that comes from knowing that we are saved, that we are set free from our sin. I'm talking about the joy of receiving Christ as my saviour and my friend. I'm talking about the joy of knowing that the things that I have done wrong have been forgiven and washed away, that I'm clean and it's not held against me anymore. I'm talking about the joy of friendship with Jesus, of being able to have a relationship with my loving Father, God. I'm talking about walking, the joy of walking in the way that God has for us. You know, nothing can compare to that sort of joy. David reminds us in his prayer that we are not capable of producing this joy within ourselves. It's the Spirit of God who awakens this joy within us. 
We know that this world can bring disappointment and pain, but it cannot steal our joy when our salvation is secure. That's why David's prayer goes on to pray, Uphold me with a willing spirit. Now, when it comes to sin, we're familiar with asking for forgiveness, but have you ever prayed and asked God for willingness? Have you ever prayed to ask God for willingness to repent? You know, if you don't feel like wanting to give up your sin, then maybe you need to pray to God for willingness to give up our sin or for willingness to be confronted with our wrongdoing. David knew that his joy was not in his circumstances or his goodness, but through his salvation. And he knew that joy would only come through a willing and surrendered spirit to God's work in his life. And the same is true for you and for me. We experience true joy through our salvation. But our immediate joy today is dependent on a willing spirit to trust and obey. There's no other way to find that joy. Now, we know life takes us down paths that we don't want to go down, that we actually didn't expect or ask for. And when we get to those situations, we have to then think about our relationship with God. And are we going to obey because we have to or because we want to? When the Spirit of God is at work within us, then he will help us to be willing to obey because we want to keep in right relationship with God. David remembered when Nathan came to speak to him, he remembered the joy that came from being right with God. And he wanted that again so much. That's why he immediately responded with this prayer and reached out to God and asked him to restore him to wholeness. We've been talking about having a whole heart. It's so important. We live in such a broken world. But if we want to have that whole heart, we need to pray this prayer as well. We need to pray, create in me a clean heart, O God, because a clean heart is a whole heart. We need to pray, renew a right spirit within me, because a whole heart has a right spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. And we need to pray, restore to me the joy of my salvation, because a whole heart is a heart full of joy. This is the only way that our hearts can be made whole. I pray that as you have listened this morning and as you have reflected on this prayer, I pray it's not just knowledge you receive or words you receive in your head, but rather that God will minister this to your heart so that you can truly pray that prayer. And it's not just a prayer we pray once, it's a daily prayer so that we can walk closely with God and experience the joy that comes through knowing him. Let's pray. Dear God, our Father, I come to you this morning and I thank you so much for this story, this account of David when he'd made such some bad decisions and, and bad choices and terrible mistakes. But you loved him enough. You are greater. You were greater than those mistakes and you reached out to him in love to draw him to yourself. I thank you, God, that, it, that through the word we see how he responded and that his prayer reminds us of how we can respond to you when we've made mistakes, when we are in that state of brokenness, that we can be made whole again by praying this prayer. 
And this morning, Lord, we pray this prayer together. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that God blesses you, that you walk closely with him. Make sure that you encourage one another to uh, pray that prayer and uh, walk in that wholeness of heart that God so much desires for me and for you. God bless you.